0: From PRX. Studio
1: 360. Hi, this is Kurt, welcoming you to today's podcast feature. During this election year, I didn't just read the New York Times and Slate and 538 for political commentary, although I read all of those. I also watched Saturday Night Live pretty religiously. Like during the primaries, where Larry David played Bernie Sanders.
0: Not a fan of the banks. They trample on the middle class. They control Washington.
1: And why do they chain all their pens to the desks? (laughs) Who's trying to steal a pen from a bank? And more recently, when Tom Hanks played a Trump supporter on the Black Jeopardy spoof. They out here saying that every vote counts. Oh, Doug again. What is, come on, they already decided who wins even before it happens. Yes! 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 Oh, well, you all right, Doug. <laughs> that sketch was a brilliant, nuanced take on class and race that I really. Didn't see anywhere else. And of course, there was, again and again, Alec Baldwin and Kate McKinnon, both of whom delivered impressions of Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton that got at something deep about each of them. This man is clearly unfit to be commander in chief. Oh. He is a bully. Shut up. He started the birther movement. You did. He says climate change is a hoax invented by China. It's pronounced China. For the recent hour we did about how show business and politics had merged and produced, among other things, Donald Trump, our producer Eric Malinsky interviewed the former Saturday Night Live head writer Jim Downey. Jim wrote for the show for 33 seasons and more than anybody helped define its sharp political sensibility. I happened to have met Jim Downey my first week At college 40 odd years ago, when he was one of the top editors of the Harvard Lampoon. I was entranced by him then. I remain entranced and full of admiration for him now. Eric collected more great stories from Jim Downey that he could fit in his feature. And in this extended interview you're about to hear, Jim gives a behind-the-scenes look at Saturday Night Live. And he starts us off with a story from back in the 1984 presidential election cycle when Jesse Jackson had been running for the Democratic nomination.
0: I was running for the show the year that, uh, you know, um, Chris Gaston, Marty Short, etc., were there. And Jesse Jackson hosted... Ladies. And I remembered (laughs) it was just very tough getting certain things past past him. But I I remembered uh, I was pitching an idea. He was talking at the time about the the Rainbow Coalition, how everyone's welcome in it. So my idea was Jesse was going to say, like, I mean, obviously everyone's welcome, but, I mean, not everybody, everybody. And then he was going to list some of the people who were not, frankly, welcome. One of them was really, really, really poor people was one he he didn't want to do.
1: We got three and a half million votes, raised less than three million dollars. That's about 99 cents a vote. That's the most cost efficient campaign in American history. Uh,
0: When we had Koch on one time, this was in the 70s when New York street crime was bad. And I wanted Koch to just saying it's, you know, New York is a great place. of what you heard. Uh, It's just a matter of knowing which neighborhoods to avoid. And then Set up a map of the city on an easel and just be telling <laughs> telling people where they where it was completely unsafe. And he just went, "I'm not gonna do that. Why would I do that?" And and uh, I said, "Well, you know, it's my job to try to get you to do these things. Uh, I think it would, you know, I think it's a way of doing it." But he wouldn't have any of it. And, and I remembered Robert Smigel told me about pitching uh, at a later date a get tough program for graffiti artists. And, you, you know, you want to, you know, tag the subway or do your graffiti, guess what? Right underneath it, we're going to write sucks. And so Koch said, I'm not going to say that. No, I'm not going to. So a couple of years later, Giuliani hosted and, and Robert pitched the same exact idea. And Giuliani, Giuliani just went, oh, yeah, sure. That's great. <laughs> so there's no issue at all.
1: From now on, every time you write your name in graffiti on public property, we're going to put the word sucks right under it. In your face, punk.
0: When McCain hosted, I wrote a Lifetime TV movie where he was stalking his own wife. I think it was called To Love, Honor, and Stalk. He he threw himself into it, I have to say. I'll
1: be in in a minute.
0: I'll be waiting, my love. We were meant to be together. I remember that was his, his kid's favorite piece that he did. Uh, Can I tell you the one joke that they they were definitely, you know, McCain was always a scourge of like wasteful, stupid programs that we ought to be cutting out. And he said, how about this? A program that notifies child molesters when a eight year old boy moves into their neighborhood. What is the point of a program like that? I I don't care if it's free. You know, they said no, no, we're not, we're not going to let uh, the senator. Senator John McCain sings some of the most beautiful songs ever made. People, people who need people. The stuff that works the best is when you combine like an interesting original thought and and funny writing with a really good impression.
1: Good evening, my fellow Americans. <laughs> I was so excited when I was told Senator Clinton and I would be addressing you tonight. (laughs) And I was told I would be addressing you alone.
0: You know, my theory of it was as much as possible, you, you want the audience to do part of your job by having thought about things. When you can talk about what they've just been talking about in the line, you're way ahead of the game. It's so much easier.
1: Jim, I'd like to interrupt here and answer that question as if it were my turn to speak.
0: I worked a lot with Daryl Hammond on his gore. Like, I would go to Daryl and say, uh, he loves this kind of thing because he he likes hitting this kind of note. And then Daryl would would say, have you noticed this or that tick? And uh, I remember there was one thing in the piece I wrote, the big debate piece, where it was like, um, uh, my plan, plan, Jim, Jim, is different.
1: Is different. Now, under my plan, Etta's prescription drugs would be covered. Under my opponent's plan, her house would be burned to the ground. Well, that brings us to the close of tonight's debate. And live from New York, it's Saturday Night! That was the great former SNL writer Jim Downey. He retired from the show in 2013. And Eric Malinsky brought us that story. You can look for our regular weekly episode of Studio 360 in your feed on Thursday. But meantime, thanks very much for listening.